Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. This is Episode 2 of The Complacence. Fig's Ruby Ring is stolen, along with the band's demo tape, and I will leave it up to you to decide which is worse. There is, as usual, an original song included. Also, as usual, you'll hear an installment of the superheroic adventures of The Curtain and the Major League Super Crime Busters. A note about the subject matter in that segment. Please remember that the next voice you hear is coming to you from October 7th, 1995. Last week on The Complacent. Because one of your bands couldn't pay their debts, you owe Flaming Highway Records a million dollars. A million smackers? I, I got this new act. I'm putting it together. It's hot. It's hot? Really? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and the kids, they'll love it. Well, if it's not fun and you want to do, then what? Mister, I'm Johnny Angelo, and I don't sing like nobody. Stints for a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. Gee, jungle rhythms. That's incredible. I love it. It's so driving. Sexual. What's your name, kiddo? Well, the natives call me Lord Gun, Tuan Guan in their funny talk, but my folks named me Gunner. My dad was a gunner in the good war and wanted his sonny boy to follow in the old Gatling gun in footsteps. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. Oh, uh, I do also play accordion. Really? Say, now that would give this band a distinct, unique sound that could really set them apart. Fig, you got yourself a job. Let me see that. This isn't the contract, this is a credit card slip. I thought it was a little strange we were only going to be earning eight seventy-three. So, what happened to the contract? That guy has it. What? Who? The guy who looks like a young version of Fred McMurray. Hold it! Don't sign that contract! Hmm? Oh, sorry, were you talking to me? I think we have your credit card slip. My credit card slip? So then what's this I just signed? You just signed it? Oh, no! Great, we have Fred McMurray in our band. All right. Hello, Quonset Hut Pizza. We are... Uh... The Complacence. The Complacence? Yeah, it fits the band perfectly.
Gunner liked his art, he's a sensitive one. Frank can play a note, but he's no fool. And Johnny Angelo is cool, cool, cool. We now join the complacents at their local hangout, Quantidot Pizza, shortly after being gathered by talent agent Adrian Creamsicle. All right, boys. You did a great job filling in for the broken jukebox. Thank you. I'll say, it was no drama bugle call, mind you, but I haven't felt like marching to anything besides cadence since those perky little Andrew sisters. Well, I'll sure take that as a compliment, Major. Can't you see these stripes, boy? Not in the jungle where I grew up. Besides, I never liked Harold Ramis as an actor. I see you gave the film four stars, however. That's four-star general, boy! These next four weeks, I'll have you eating, sleeping, and crapping like a marine! You mean they do it differently from us? Yeah, with their mouths. That's it! Ten to merits each. Now, try to give me fifty. Uh, you gotta excuse these kids, general. They're from the sticks, you know. I'll just take them over here and straighten them out for you. Musicians and homosexuals, I never understand them. Come on, you guys, that's no way to act around the general. Gunner, you could at least show him the respect of remembering his wreck. Uh, Jody Angelo, you shouldn't ask so many stupid questions. Uh, and Fig, you shouldn't talk about crap coming out of other people's mouths. You got a little problem with that yourself. Hey, he's the crazy kook who thinks he's some kind of general. Uh, he is a general. Then what's he doing running a pizza place? That, Gunner, is an incredibly interesting and involved story. Yeah? That... Holy shoot, I don't have time to tell! Oh, come on, I want to hear the story. No, you don't understand. I still have to save my job in the music business. What are you talking about, mister? You said in order to save your job, you just had to find yourself a rock and roll band that would make it big. And here we are. No, Johnny, it ain't that way. That ain't that easy. You see, Agnew Adiro, the president of Flaming Eye Ray Records, he, he wants a demo tape used, guys, in three hours. Then what are we waiting for? Let's go. 20 minutes later at Flaming Highway Records Recording Studios... No, 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 no. This is all wrong. What are you talking about? My singing was perfect. It was okay, but this sound is all wrong. We need something raw. Something edgy. We need maracas. Well, where are we going to get some goddamn maracas? We ask our producer. Hey, producer. Producer. Ah, huh, what? What are you poking me for? I ain't no producer. Perhaps not, but you're kind of like our manager, which is the closest thing to a producer we've got right now. Uh, so what do you want me to do about it? Get us some maracas. Get you a who, a when? How am I supposed to know where to get you that? Well, the maraca stores are probably closed right now. Listen, Icicle. That's Creamsicle. Do you want this record made or not? Actually, we're not making a record, we're making a tape. Oh, cut it out, Fig. No, 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 you cut a record, you roll tape. I'll roll you? You've been doing nothing all day but sitting around and playing pocket pool. Hey, I cleared the table thrice. Well, make yourself useful and get out of here. Go find us some maracas. All right, already. Sheesh. What a blowhard. Man, I never thought he'd leave. Can you even stand that guy's complete lack of professionalism? Who? And so, while Johnny lays down a few more vocal tracks so his voice sounds more full, Fig wanders through the street market in search of maracas. Where in the devil am I going to find maracas? Say, what's this up ahead? It looks like a colorful street bazaar where merchants from across the globe have come to sell their wares. Perhaps this older gentleman will have what I seek. 
Excuse me, sir, do you sell musical instruments? I sell magical instruments, young one. Sacred relics from the cradle of mankind, wielding power too horrible to comprehend. Cool. What's that shiny red thing? That is no ordinary piece of jewelry, my son. It is the ruby ring of Hammurabi. It is said that the ring endows its wearer with the mystical scarab sense. Oh, no, thank you, sir. I've already got the scary Arab sense. I can spot those people a mile away. I was wrong about the Oklahoma City bombing, though. <laughs> I fear I am being misunderstood. Scarab sense is an ancient power which allows one to sense danger. Well, I don't have that. How much do you want for it? Oh, I do not deal in money. Have you any pogs? Well, I've got a slammer with Sonic the Hedgehog on it. Excellent. The ring is yours. I never thought I'd get that cursed ring off my hands. What did you say? Oh, uh, I thought I'd never get that ring off my hand. You see, I have very fat fingers, and the ring had been stuck on my hand for weeks until a friend of mine showed me a trick with some Vaseline this morning. Lucky for you, I pried it off just minutes before your arrival. Oh, that's plausible. The bazaar is closing in 15 minutes. Oh, no, I almost forgot about the maracas. I better get moving. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Very welcome. Well, here we are in our big car with the inflatable football on the roof driving through the desert on our way to the big game. Right you are, Petey Passenger. Say, is there a McDonald's at the next exit? No, Perry Hungry. The map says there's no services for the next 20 miles. Thanks for the update, Charlie Cartography. You want to try to tune in to the pregame show there, Robbie Radio? No can do, Larry Listener. We're still 2,000 miles from the game. That's too bad, Danny Distance. Say, it looks like there's a man standing beside the road up there. We better stop and see if he needs help there, Artie Anti-Like Brakes. Okay, Casey Compassionate. What's going on there, Randy Roadside? Could you give me a ride to the nearest fast food hamburger restaurant? Sure, hop on in the car there, Herb Hitchhiker. How did you know my name was Herb? Just a lucky guess, Benny Baxi. Hey, what brings you here to the desert? A fast food hamburger restaurant contest. So they gave you a free tip to free trip to the desert, Willie Winner. No, I didn't enter the contest. I was what everyone had to look for in the contest. Wait a minute, Quentin Questioner. Everyone was looking for him in a fast food hamburger restaurant contest. Contest. His name is Herb. This is our chance to get him to eat at our fast food hamburger restaurant of choice. Say there, Bobby Burger. Do you have a preference for which fast food hamburger restaurant we eat at? I'd like to go to McDonald's. It's my favorite. McDonald's, but we thought you represented a different fast food hamburger restaurant, Kelly Keystone. But I've never eaten there. Never eaten there, Larry Liar. But people are supposed to spot you eating at one of their places. No, I never got to eat. They canceled the contest and the campaign before I got to eat one of their burgers. And then they told me they wanted me to be at the grand opening of one of their restaurants. So they drove me to the desert. And then there wasn't anything there. But that was over ten years ago, Ollie Out of Touch. Yeah, I know. I've been living off the land for a while. Say, are you two football fans? I couldn't help noticing your giant inflatable football. That we are, Stevie stating the obvious. How are the St. Louis Cardinals doing so far this season? They moved to Arizona, Nettie not keeping up with the news. Really? Well, what about the Los Angeles Rams? You've got a lot to learn there, Manny, Missouri. They moved to St. Louis. The Rams moved to St. Louis? 
What's next? An expansion team in North Carolina? No, wait, I know. A team's threatening to move to Nashville. No, I got it. Tampa Bay is 3-2. and two. Say there, pretty football fan. We're on our way to the big game. Why don't you come along with us all the way there? Really? That sounds great. A clear, crisp autumn day, the blue and yellow CBS sports banners hanging from the stadium, the kicker puts the ball on the 35-yard line, they start the 30-second clock. Uh, you tell him. No, you tell him. McDonald's and football, two great tastes that taste great together. Just listen to Herb. It's a good time for the great taste. Meanwhile, back in the studio, Johnny and Gunner have a little trouble on their hands. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. You want our song to sound like this? Well, you know, several better singing. Why you? Now listen, guys, I know it's been a long uh, 40 minutes, but we can't let our nerves affect it. Holy Giawa glass! 40 minutes! What's big with those maracas? Right behind you. Ah! Don't do that. Uh, hey, it's not my fault the acoustics in the studio are so perfect that you didn't hear my footsteps. Well, never mind that. Did you get the maracas? No, but I got the next best thing. What? A tambourine? No. A woodblock? No. An egg shaker? No. Spoons? No. Then what did you bring already? It's in this basket. A tisket? A tasket? No, this. Yahoo! Gee, Chud, she can us! Society and a half! It's a, 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 a rattlesnake! Where on earth did you get that? I, I got it, uh, on earth. I think what Johnny's trying to say, Fig, is where the hell did you get that? Oh, I, I got it at this flea market. You'd be surprised what they'll mistake for a flea. I mean, comic books, old typewriters, Star Wars action figures. Okay. Back issues of TV Guide, Katrina dolls. Okay. Those mops that ring themselves out. All right, enough. We've only got two hours to get this tape done. Now get that snake a microphone and some sheet music. Hey, that snake can talk. Oh, wait, that was you, Creamsicle. Man, this is starting to feel about two steps from a dog show in the circus. Hey, Fig, can this snake do a Latin rhythm? If Miami Sound Machine can. After a quick jam session, the complacents have just laid down the final mix of their demo tape. Nothing could go wrong now. All right, we got the demo tape done with one hour and 50 minutes to spare. Good work, boys. Thanks. Uh, and you too, Fred. Uh, thanks. Do you still need me to hold the wall up? Yeah, you just stay right there. Uh, no, a little to the right. Ah, perfect. Cool. We've got the tape done and our success is assured. Nothing could go wrong now. What, you... Uh, where's a piece of wood? Give me a piece of wood. Ah, I need something to knock on. Why don't you try Fig's head? No, really, I told you. Everything will be okay. Jeez, Creamy, I was just kidding. Hey, cut that out. That hurts. What are you talking about? I ain't doing nothing. Uh, I think that's someone at the door. Oh, I better get it. It might be my groupies. No, don't open that door. What's with your flipping out, Fig? I'm having a horrible premonition in my finger. Uh, I used to have night emissions, uh, but not in my finger. Don't open that door. Now you ladies will want to come to my house from now on. Hold on. You ain't no ladies. No, but I can be quite a bitch. Hey, get this guy off of me. Well, there's a first, Johnny Angelo refusing to put out. Give me back my snake. Yikes. 
That's not your snake. Uh, I don't know if I can watch this. Come on, we gotta spray him with the hose. Uh, I'm stuck. Holy Jehoshaphat, separate them, will ya? I am horrified, yet I cannot look away. Will someone get him off of me? Here you go. Whew, better. Hey, mister, let me help you up. No, don't touch him. He's trouble. Trouble? This little guy? Oh, come on, tell us who you are, what you want, uh, fella. My name is Swami Salami, and I have come to claim what is rightfully mine. And what's that? My snake. Somebody stole it from my booth at the flea market. Well, you can't have him. He's our friend. Yeah, boss. I like these guys. Shut up, snake. How am I supposed to make a livelihood without you? But I'm sick of your stupid flute playing. I'm hardly inspired to dance anymore. Now these guys, they taught me to samba. Hold on a second. You mean to tell me you're a snake charmer who uses a rattlesnake? Actually, he wasn't very charming. Shut up, snake! You never once remembered my birthday. What am I supposed to do? Send you a card? I'd have to open it for you anyway. That's enough. Stop your bickering. And you, Swami, you would just better leave. Why, I never... Wait, what's this? On your finger? You mean my ruby ring? Yes. What is it? It's my ruby ring. Ah, at last I find this my most precious of treasures. You can keep your slimy snake. Give me that ring. Hey, snakes aren't slimy. No way. It would take a team of wild horses to get this ring off me. And you'd never get wild horses to work as a team. Oh, no? Well, what about my horde of evil Egyptians? Let's see them first. Very well. Get them, men. Dance in your face, Americans. Kiss your ruby ring goodbye. Okay, just bring it over here one last time. Well, yo, <laughs> farewell, costume ninnies. Wow, gone as quickly as they came. Holy sheetrock crisis! This place is a wreck. Hey, who's got the tape? Man, it's gonna take a little more than just tape to fix this hole in the wall where I tried to smash the Yamaha over the Swami's head. Looks like the whole place could come down at the slightest provocation. My ring! My ring! My ring! Oh, darkest day! Oh, deepest blue funk! Ooh, that nasty swami! Fig, shut up and help me look for the tape! I'll never forget you, ring! Fig, for Christ's sake, this is important. Where did you see it last? It was on my finger! No, the tape! Tape schmate. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, no. That dastardly swami must have swiped it with his greasy little paws. What are we going to do? You know, growing up in Hatfield, McCoy country, I learned if a man or even a swami takes what's yours, you take it back and make him pay real good. I say we go after him, fellas. <laughs> so let's get swami salami and cream his corn. It's creepsicle. We've only got one hour. Right. Let's get a move on. Move out, man. But I just finished unpacking. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, wait.
trapped in a wreck of my own creation. Last week on The Curtain, the evil brotherhood of fiends and latter-day anti-heroes led by the sinister and very evil Dr. Nightmare destroyed a small city in Austria and attacked the World Trade Center. In order to stave off this maliciously intended group, mild-mannered architect and retired superhero Curtis Hambones, with the assistance of his lady love interior decorator Debbie Duncan, once again dons heroic garb, this time as The Curtain, and takes a swift cab ride across town where he does battle with the evildoers. When we left the curtain, the Brotherhood had just recognized him as the Straight Edge, a relatively pansy type of superhero who can draw perfectly straight lines. Anyway, they were about to kill him. Kill him, my Brotherhood. Kill the Straight Edge until he is dead. Don't beat around the bush, Dr. Nightmare. What do you want us to do? I want you to kill him. I don't see your point, Nightmare. Who do we kill? The straight edge, you three days doubled imbecile. Straight edge man gone. Where he go? Impossible. How could he so deftly evade us? No matter, it is of no significance. Continue storming the World Trade Center, gentlemen. Bizarro Monkey Boy, you take the top three floors. Captain Killo, you take the basement. Blitzkrieg man, you take the bit in the middle. Simripper and Doc Bucky, both of you continue to detract from the street vendor's business. I will coordinate from the ground. Go, go, before a more powerful superhero shows up. Phew, it looks like I pulled the drawstring just in time. Debbie, I love you. Putting a cord on the costume that would enclose me in a column of colorful curtains was brilliant. I don't even know if it was intentional, but it sure saved my life. Hmm... Obviously, I'm going to need reinforcements. Say, it looks as though they split up. All I see now is Seam Ripper and Dark Bucky terrorizing a hot dog vendor. Ha ha! Hey, look, Seam Ripper. This man is flipping Wheaties. Ah! <laughs> Go away, you hooligans. I'll not have you driving away my regular paying customers. <laughs> this is what we think of your customers. No, don't kick my car. <laughs> Oh, no, you're spattering mustard everywhere. What are you going to do about it, you you hot dog-selling loser? Why, I think I'm going to dump this tub of boiling water over your head. What the? Give him what for, Seam Ripper? That's telling him, Seam Ripper. But he didn't say anything. No, but he gave you a really intimidating look. I've seen enough. I know now that I am needed. All right, Dark Bucky and Seam Ripper, it's curtains for you! Hey, it's the Straight Edge again! Straight Edge, Straight Edge, please save my business from these malevolent hooligans with your uncanny ability to draw perfectly straight lines. But I'm not! Come on, Seam Ripper, let's get him! Uh-oh, they're going to kill me! Um, what's this stick in the bottom of my cape? Aha! Boink! Take that, you villainous criminal! Excuse me, mister, can I buy a hot dog? Sure, little girl. Whoop! Oh no! This goes against every regulation listed in my vending license. This criminal hoodlum has been knocked into my bucket of wieners by the straight edge, brandishing some sort of staff. I'm not the straight edge anymore. I'm the curtain, and I have just whipped Dark Bucky upside the head with my curtain rod. So, do I get my hot dog or what? Well, it's got some human blood on it. That's okay. I'm a vampire. Of course you are. That'll be one dollar. Thanks. Hey, that little girl just turned into a mist. I don't have time for that now. Now I have to end the menace of...
the Seam Ripper. Be careful, Curtin. I've heard of the Seam Ripper. He's silent but deadly. No, you must be thinking of the Pants Buster. The Seam Ripper is silent but a pansy boy. I think he's starting to get mad. Come on, Seam Ripper. Say something if you aren't a moron. Now I think you're beginning to take advantage of his disability. Look out, here he comes. Oh no, he's knocked my rod to the ground. Hey, your rod just turned into a hissing snake. I don't have time for that now. I still have to trounce the Seam Ripper. Didn't you already say that line? Oh no, the Seam Ripper has grabbed all the loose thread from my crudely crafted costume and is now proceeding to rip out all the stitches. Holy sauerkraut, he's completely torn off your costume. You're left only in your skivvies. Curtis. Say what? Uh, Curtis, over here. Debbie, is that you? Yes, I brought you this spare costume just for you. Ugh, a floral print. It was all I had left after I made my costume. Your costume? You didn't think I was going to let you go superheroing alone, did you? But what's your superhero name? Can't you tell from the costume? Minnie Blinds. Hey, miss, you better close those before you're arrested. Look out! Here comes Seam Ripper again! Don't worry about him. He can only hurt us if he gets close. I'll take him from far away with my blind rang. Hey, Seam Ripper, incoming! Bonk! Take that, you clothes-destroying bully! I'm just going to stand here on your chest until you cry out in the name of persons who have defeated you. I'm just going to stand here on your chest until you cry out the name of persons who defeated you. Curtis, I don't think he's going to say anything. I know, I'm just waiting for the scene to cut away. Meanwhile, at the top of the World Trade Center... Bizarro monkey boy, well done. You are significantly above your quota for the day in raising General Mayhem atop these twin towers. Bizarro Monkey Boy work as hard as he can, and always try his best. Your work is appreciated, Bizarro Monkey Boy. However, Doc Bucky and Seam Ripper have been lax in their duty to destroy street vendor business. For as you can see from here, the street vendors are actually doing quite nicely at the moment, Bizarro Monkey Boy. I want you to go down there and pick up their slack. Me go bust some vendor heads! Good monkey boy. Good monkey boy. Meanwhile, back on the ground... Mister, can I have another hot dog? I'm sorry. I'm all out of hot dogs. Fine, then. Ow! That little girl just bit me very hard in the back of the neck. We don't have time for that now. We have to stop Dr. Nightmare's remaining lackeys and save world trade. But where did the rest of them go? Look! There's Blitzkrieg Man with the bullhorn. I think this is the club... The clue we need. Attention citizens of Manhattan! In exactly eight minutes, the evil brotherhood are free to let the anti-heroes will bring you to a start in an extravaganza as we blow the world trade center up into tiny tiny bits. Still, seating still available. <gasps> Can the curtain and his new partner, Minnie Blind, save Manhattan from the menace of the brotherhood? Is street vendor business really doing that well outside the World Trade Center? Is the story ever actually going to go anywhere? Find out next week on The Curtain when you will hear Debbie say... What do you mean you're stuck? Soon afterwards, the complacents arrive at a flea market. This is the flea market where I saw that dastardly Swami last. But where is he now? I don't know. I can't see anything with all these people in black and white running around. Those are the Amish, Johnny. 
They don't hold with the rampant commercialism of mainstream America and are forced to come to flea markets like these to sell their wares, even bartering for food and water when necessary. Oh, well, I'll just clear some out of the way with my shotgun. Johnny, behave yourself! This isn't Appalachia. You've got to deal with these people properly. All right, move it, beard face. Out of the way, Granny. Come on, come on. This is the real world, people. No time to dawdle. It looks could kill. Yeah, really. Yeah, no respect for authority. Now, if I could only remember where it was, I found that snake. Holy Egyptians! There's a giant temp shaped like a pyramid, surrounded by turban-clad guards and reeky of couscous. Hey, that looks familiar. That must be the place. The place where we'll find my ring. The demo tape. The couscous. What? I'm hungry. But how are we going to get past those guards? Hmm, I've got an idea. Now, if these are real Egyptians, they worship cats, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, observe what happens when I put this special ventriloquist voice-throwing device under my tongue, cup one hand around my mouth, and point in the desired direction. Meow, meow. Let's get that cat before it pees all over yeah, everything. Yeah. I can't believe that actually worked. Stick with me, kid, and you won't be believing a lot of things. All right, well, let's slip inside before they come back. Hey, this is no tent. It's a spacecraft. Um, no, it's just a tent. Let's go inside. Wow, it's awful dark in here. Yeah, I can't see my hand in front of my face. Then how do you know it's there? My existential take on the universe doesn't really so heavily, doesn't rely so heavily on mere sight to establish the presence of matter. Gosh. I would have just felt it with my other hand. Quiet, you guys. I think I hear something. Yeah. Sounds like chanting. In hieroglyphs. Wait, down there in the pit. It's... Thereby allowing I, Swami Salami, to rule the civilized world. And for those who came in late, let me recap. In exactly five minutes, a ray of sunshine will shine into this chamber, strike this medallion, go through this special ruby which will direct that beam of light across this scale model train set. The beam of light will come to rest on the very spot where, buried in the railways, I will find the ancient buried library of Alexandria. It is here I hope to unearth an ancient text. One of the books where Clifford is small. No way, Salami. The only ray of sunshine that's coming in here is me. No! I am so happy you could join me, my friends. You have come for your precious ruby ring, no doubt. And for that demo take you took. Oh, you mean this? I'm sorry. I cannot return this to you either. You see, I plan to use this tape to game fame, fortune, and Grammy Awards as the man with the sweetest voice in the world. Uh, have you actually listened to the tape? Hey, now what's that supposed to mean? Listen, Hefe, just hand over the tape and nobody gets hurt, Kimosabi. You both amuse and annoy me with your gross impetuance. Harm me? <laughs> He's casting some kind of magic. Our shotguns are turning into snakes. And these snakes won't be entranced by your rock tunes. I raised them on Kenny J. No wonder they seem so angry. Fig, help us. The snakes have coiled around our wrists and ankles. Really? I meant to summon poisonous snakes, not constrictors. Well, that's what you get for using false magic, Swami. Never mind. It's taken care of two of your friends now to do something about the 
Hey, I, 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 I'm, I'm, hey, nothing happened. It doesn't appear that anything's happened, but in reality, I've magically increased your inertia a thousandfold. Ah, if only I'd stayed in physics, I'd know what that meant and might be able to come up with a way to counter its effects. And I've saved you for last, my little fig friend. Hey, where'd you go? Boy, he shouldn't make so many speeches if he can't pay attention to what's going on. Now, let's see. He's got the demo tape on top of one of those marble columns and my ruby ring on top of the other one. It looks like I could push these columns over and Swami Salami is standing right on the edge of the pit of hell. Hey, where'd he get one of those? Well, only no time to think about that now. I'll never be able to defeat Swami Salami's magic, so I've got to make the most of this chance. But which column do I push over? Now, I distinctly remember he was standing right here. Then I said, I saved you for last, my fine feathered friend. So where could he have gone? Say, this part of hell could use a spring cleaning. Oh, my head! Yikes, that's smart! Eh, I'm descending into the pit of hell. I guess I should start screaming. I got my old inertia back. And the snakes turned back into shotguns. But they're still wrapped around our limbs. Luckily, they changed into chocolate shotguns. Hey, is everyone all right? Fig, you saved the day. That was really brave, especially having to make such a big sacrifice like that. Giving up your ruby ring and all. Fig, was what's that on your finger? Uh, Fig, why are you wearing a ruby ring, Fig? Why are you wearing a ruby ring, Fig? Well, I thought about it for a long time. And about a second later, I decided that I knew you all were counting on me. And I knew the tape meant a lot to you, but I decided that there'd be other demo tapes, but there wouldn't be another ruby ring like this one. Fig! I don't know if I've ever been so disappointed in anyone who wasn't a politician. You big dummy! Come on, guys, don't give up. We still got time, don't we? As a matter of fact, we've got ten minutes! Fig, you gobo, we may squeak out of this yet! To the studio! the studio. Ah, hi, Fred. Hello. Say, Fred, you don't have to hold that wall up anymore. It looks like it's pretty much collapsed, you know? Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, It's really hard when it's all in pieces. I tried taping it back together. Never mind that now. How much time is left? Jump it, Janato seconds. We still got five minutes. You guys can record something cool in five minutes, can't you? Yeah? Well, maybe. Let me think. But wait! We can't record anything in here. Everything's broke. Oh, rattle poopets! Say, I was lying on this four track. I think my torso might have protected it from all that superficial damage. That would work. And I think I've got an idea. Follow my lead, guys.
with Boy, I could get this tape on Agnew Arturo's desk in 30 seconds. Apollo, grab me feet of... Speed of... Wings? Feet of speedy wings! Hasta la pasta, I gotta run! Later that evening, Adrian Creamsicle rejoins the complacents for the epilogue. Well, boys, you wouldn't believe it, but the boss actually liked your stuff. I believe it. You should have seen it. Agnew Arduro, president of Flaming Highway Records, drooling over your sounds like it was meatloaf. Uh, the food, that is. You see, he's fat. Likes to eat. Food. Don't say. So he'd sign us to a contract? Yeah, for ten million dollars! All right! I don't know what to spend my money on first. Uh, maybe some surgery? I think that wall broke some ribs. How about on our new studio there, Fred? We kind of owe it to our new label. Okay. And speaking of opportunity costs, I hope all this mess was worth your lousy ruby ring, Fig. Fig? Where's your ruby ring? Your precious ruby ring. Huh? Oh, well, you know how we had that snake here for a while and we kind of became friends? Yeah. Well, I kind of started missing him, and so I wouldn't be lonely anymore. I traded in my ruby ring for a worm farm. Fig! Oh! Oh. Salami was such a bitch. Have the Complacents made him a sandwich? Next week on The Complacents, more exciting action, more exciting music, more exciting puns on Adrian Creamsicle's name. Plus, Fig explains his philosophy of life. Just take it easy and have fun, dudes and dudettes. That's coming up in another 167 exciting hours on The Complacents. Back now in the present, here's what's actually coming up on the next episode. Johnny has a new girlfriend, and Adrian Creamsicle has a new secretary. What could possibly go wrong? Until next time, this has been The Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking.